0: Views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. And good afternoon, everyone. Right now, it is uh, 12.06 on this uh, Friday afternoon, folks. It's such an uh, unusual time right now, without question. But I want to say uh, good afternoon to everybody tuning in on both AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. Now, we do have the live stream going on YouTube. As um, all platforms, folks, right now, it is, um, it, it is incredible trying to navigate what's allowed, not what's not allowed. Uh, Facebook uh, is, is really cracking down on, I, I shared something put out uh, by Dan Scavino, and suddenly I just saw that it, it it's incredible. They're flagging everything. Uh, there's a uh, a woman who was at the Capitol last Wednesday. She's a reporter. She shared some of her videos, and she got flagged. So it is um, it is this great unknown right now. It's so odd, where it's kind of like playing a game, and you don't know what the rules are. So there was nothing. Um, they they boy they just don't want anything posted about the Capitol. That's for sure. No question about that, folks. This portion of the John DePietro show. Is brought by Preferred Towing and Recovery. They're located in Lincoln. They service the entire state. Preferred is female owned and operated by Christine, along with her husband. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, and private property towing services. You know, Mark's been doing repossessions for 30 years. He gets the job done safely and securely. Preferred Towing and Recovery. Call them 401-725-8500. 401. 725 8500 or online preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook, preferred towing and recovery 401 725 8500. And if you have an older vintage car, from the 60s or 70s, maybe it's just been sitting in your garage, call today for a fear offer, preferred towing, 401-725-8500. It's 1208 in the Ocean State. It is 1208 on this Friday, folks. What a week it has been, and who knows where things are going to be going uh, next week. It is such a uh, an unsettled time. Now, we do have the website, petrocom Remember, we can always post things on the website. Please visit the website. If you want to get a hold of me, you want to contact me, it's depetro.com. And it's DEPTarot.com, sponsored by Allstate Lock. And I highly, strongly uh, implore you to contact Allstate Lock, 401-349-0042, experts in locking systems, building security, residential, commercial, car key security cameras. Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems and building security, 401 349 0042 in uh, online at allstatelock.com. Now, I want to bring you the latest. There is some breaking news, uh, actually, locally that I want to bring your attention to. There was a homicide. Um, <clears throat> there was a homicide yesterday now. And let me um, hold on. I just saw it. A Here we go. Suspects arrested in connection with Lincoln deaths. So uh, NBC10, we'll give them credit. They, um, they have the story. We had mentioned yesterday that, that, that there was some um, activity in Lincoln. Suspect arrested now. And uh, NBC 10, Channel 10, is saying the attorney general suspect charged killing of a man and woman in Lincoln. The state attorney general said, state attorney general, Peter Narona, death of a married couple in Lincoln was a double homicide. Suspect is identified as Timothy McQueston. He was arrested. Reigned in Kent County. According to electronic court records, he was charged two counts, two counts of first-degree murder, held without bail. Lincoln police say Kim Dupree found dead in her main street department on Thursday and that Mark Dupree taken to Rhode Island Hospital where he died. So that is all we know right now, but that was some kind of uh, apparently a double homicide. Now, I also want to touch on with what's going on across the country. And I think what is happening right now in the nation's capital Is To me, it just seems so over the top. And what they're trying to, um, I want everyone to understand. How about, you know, I was just looking at a story. (laughs) Excuse me. Hundreds of rioters destroyed property, set fires during President Trump's 2017 inauguration, and all charges were dropped. What you're seeing right now. In the nation's capital. See, I think they're trying to send a message. Now we've already seen um, around the clock. They're going to have around the clock security at the Rhode Island State House. Now, do I think that there is some kind of a threat at the Rhode Island State House? That some people? No, I don't think there's any type of threat. I think this is there's a larger plot, folks. Where there's already talk that there was one person at the Rhode Island State House, the progressives already saying, let's get a list of all Trump supporters. If you're a Trump supporter, we're going to put you on a list. We're going to monitor your activities. You're going to be labeled as a domestic terrorist. They basically want to use this time to permanently or try to absolutely destroy the Republican Party. That's what it's really coming down to. And the fact that they have all these troops in Washington, as I've said, I don't think that it is a credible threat. I don't know what type of activity they're looking at. We know, obviously, folks, right now, law enforcement, FBI, National Guard, all those troops are definitely trying to cover themselves for what happened um, with the incident at the Capitol. And so they're putting on a big display with military troops, a huge display of that. Uh, they're really trying, you know, all these troops, are they really necessary? I still contend that I think the reason they had trouble was, number one, people are angry and frustrated, without question. That is definitely the case. But I think what also comes into play that that I don't hear a lot of people talking about is the, the – there definitely were a lot of people there. And they are – Maybe I don't think of them as Trump supporters, but if they are, they're the fringe. They are are anti-government type people. They go to these types of things. They just want to destroy anything. And there were a lot of those people in town. They were. The majority of the people that were there were, were peaceful. But- Um, but because of the ones that, and most of the people that went inside didn't do any damage, but they want to label everyone as a domestic terrorist. They want to really kind of label anyone that was involved and they want to humiliate. They want you to say you would never vote for this president again. They, they want you to abandon the Republican party. As I've said, there's also bad blood. You know, you keep in mind what Comey went through with the FBI, how the president would attack, um how the president attacked the FBI, but so many of these people, the reason that that crowd of 300 were able to do this is because they had thousands of people. If you take away, <coughs> excuse me, the thousands of people, they're not able to do something like that. So someone asked me, you know, do I think something's going to happen at the Rhode Island State House? No, not even close. There a, there's nothing like that. Some of these people – listen, people are frustrated and people are – and this is – it's it's so terrible how the entire conversation now – like you're not supposed to talk about the election. You're not. Maybe we have to spell it. You can't talk about it. You can't say that you think it was unfair the way things came out. They are definitely trying to label people, frustrate people, uh, set and make an example out of people. You never saw – this past summer with all that destruction – See the FBI going after any of those people? Zero. Now, I know, I just don't believe, are we really going to see a militia of 20 to 30 people show up at the Capitol in D.C. when you literally have, and I mean thousands of troops. I, I just don't see it happening. Now, if they're going to attack some state house or capital, state Capitol, I, I, maybe in one of the battleground states, you know, there's definitely some activity in North Carolina, but there's always been activity in North Carolina. Maybe there's some activity in Georgia, but there's always activity in Georgia in some of these states. Uh, Michigan, some of the battleground states. It's more of the states um, I, I just where things are really ratcheted up. But they, they are now, they want to absolutely destroy the president, have him leave office where he would in no way uh, try to make a comeback. And I, I'm not so sure about the, uh, the, the, the Senate trial because I, I think you, you still need a lot of Republicans to break off. I think what Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, and he's still the Senate Majority Leader, I think what he's doing right now is he is signaling to President Trump that I need you to leave office on Wednesday. And no more problems between now and then. And that's why I think Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is saying he hasn't decided on whether or not he's actually going to vote. I think he's doing that to try to say to the president, we want you to leave and we don't want any more problems. And that's why he's saying that. But do I believe once the dust settles that they're going to, would we really have that many Republicans break off and vote for it? I say No. And I think it's outrageous right now what's happening, the way people are being framed. There, there there were some BLM and Antifa mixed in with the crowd. One of them was on CNN last night. Now he calls himself a journalist, but he's actually he started a group and he goes around and he's from Utah. And I, 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 I saw his video. I didn't. He didn't really do any. I didn't see him do any damage. (coughs) Excuse me. He was there, but a lot of people were there. But if you look at the video, I want to say this. When you look at the video of the crowd that was inside, <clears throat> that, that, was a, that was a MAGA crowd. Those were Trump supporters inside. I know there's this big rush to say that it was Antifa and BLM. I've, I've watched a lot of the footage that was shot inside. <clears throat> and a lot of the people, they thought that they could actually get into the Senate chamber and the House chamber where they were having the debate. They did think that. They thought they could make their way. They th- Now, again, I recognize mixed in with that was some people that apparently were talking about doing harm to uh, Vice President Pence and some others. And I've talked about that. And that was led by Lynn Wood. He was the one putting it out on social media and some others. And those people need to be held accountable for that. I mean, they definitely do. But most of the people that you saw, there were women there. There were older people there. And when I say older, there were people over the age of 60. I saw this one video. There's a guy 70 years old or over 70. And he's just trying to explain to the Capitol police. I want to go in and watch what's going on. I mean, you know, it was it was a chaotic thing. So many people flooded in. But th- those are those people, domestic terror, I mean, it, it is rotten. Make no mistake. They're now trying to make an example. This isn't about what happened. This is about, in different states, people are unregistering as Republicans. They want you to be ashamed to wear a Trump hat. They want to label you. They will never let this go. You know, we watched the entire summer and into the fall as all these protesters in every major city, whether it was Wisconsin, whether it was Minnesota, Minneapolis, Obviously, it was every single night in Portland. And then, as I said, you know, D.C. had major protests, Atlanta, uh, St. Louis. Remember the couple that were trying to defend themselves? There was no accountability. You never heard the term domestic terrorists. And now this is an effort to really try to squeeze the Trump. That's what it is, to try to squeeze the Trump people. Folks, this portion of the John DiPietro Show is sponsored by Henry Oil call them today 401-521-0200 401-521-0200 Henry Oil serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass lock and cap pricing service contracts budget plans automatic delivery oil burner service and installation you can depend on Henry Oil 401-521-0200 reliable affordable fuel oil delivery it's Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is Depetro.com. And then uh, we also have a, a live stream going on YouTube. On YouTube, just because Facebook right now is, is ridiculous. And Facebook is cracking down on uh, any type of Trump supporter. So we're trying out some different platforms. You can still share that you're watching. And remember, at the website, thepetro.com, brought to you by Relaxed Souls Reflexology. Lisa Wood. Call or text her at 401-742-6621. 401-742-6621. Relaxed Souls Reflexology. Lisa Wood. And keep in mind, you know, it's the application of pressures on the feet or the hands. So that can ease the stress. It can really make your entire body better. So why not uh, get in touch with her? And you can link right through at the website, dipetro.com. I want to, um, right now at 1221 on this Friday, I want you to know, folks, I, I, um, I know we're supposed to say what happened was terrible. We are. And the loss of life of that Capitol Police officer. And it was terrible in the way that many people were fighting with some of the, the law enforcement there and the Capitol Police. But let's also keep in mind that they shot and killed that Ashley Babbitt, an Air Force veteran who didn't have a weapon, was unarmed and was inside the Capitol and in the confusion uh, I, we have no reason to believe she even heard them say, don't go any further. And they used lethal force. The fact that most of the people that went, let me stop for a moment. I want you to understand, look at the inside. You know what has really frustrated the Democrats over, this is really important. What I'm going to tell you right now is what they haven't been able to figure out. The thing that President Trump really stumped them on. The Democrat Party now have been the rallies. They were never sure what to do about the rallies. The Trump rallies, no one had ever seen anything like it politically. No one certainly had seen anything like it on the Republican side. Prior to that, when Mitt Romney was running for president in 2012, right? And he lost to Barack Obama who got his second term. If Romney had 200 people, it was a good crowd. No one had ever seen anything like what happened with the Trump rallies. And the Democrats, what did we notice this spring, the summer, and into the fall? Biden couldn't draw 100 people. But when President Trump went somewhere, thousands. He had rallies in 2016 down in Alabama. They'd have 40,000 people there and people waiting outside trying to get in. They could never figure out that was always an advantage they had in the rallies. I know from inside the Trump people, the rallies were really a tool to identify voters. Now, as someone that I've attended rallies, as many of you know, I am Cedar rally. But when you would attend the rally, they wouldn't just say, "Hey, everybody, come in." They would want to know who are you. Let's get your email address. Have you ever voted before? Are you registered to vote. How can we get in touch with you? They use them to identify voters. They use them to also um, not only identify voters, but then have an email to them. And people were just so dedicated to this president. And when President Trump said, everybody come to Washington on January 6th, you know, save America, come to Washington. Well, the real truth is they didn't think anyone was going to come. And in the past, when they've had Trump gatherings, they were always peaceful. As I've told you, I was at the rally, the kickoff rally, June of 2019. I went to Orlando for it. Trump campaign invited me. It was fantastic. Fifteen thousand people, folks, you didn't even need law enforcement. Because why? Because it was people that backed the blue, it was people that follow the rules. It were people, you know, that are really the backbone of society. But they didn't think people it was a Wednesday, it's January. And they felt, who's really going to come? When uh, D.C. was planning for the Save America, the president was going to speak at 11 o'clock. He delayed it until 12. But when they were doing that, even the people that were putting it together put maybe 30,000 people. Maybe 30,000 people might come. Well, the night before, the hotels were packed. And you could already tell the big crowd had come in And the matter of fact, the day of, you had hundreds of thousands of people there. You know, I haven't seen anyone put a real number on it. I know some people have said one million. I don't think it was one million. It was definitely thousands of people. And there were over 100,000 people at the speech. And what was different this time was you can't get any straight answers. You know, I was with you. When we all went to the Board of Elections the Friday after the election. Did anyone come out and answer any questions? No. Has Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia had a press briefing to say, I understand some people, just here in Rhode Island, I understand some people are concerned about the election. No. They don't answer anything. They just say, that's what happened, and now you just have to take it. We're going to make the rules, and you're going to go along with it. So the the real truth of this is an outgoing president— on a Wednesday in January, in the morning, not even nighttime, not on a Saturday, not on a Sunday, to get hundreds of thousands of people to come in with the flags and everything, and all the pride. And there's a lot of video of Trump supporters on January 6th singing the National Anthem and saying the Pledge of Allegiance and real patriots there and real proud Americans mixed in there. And, and the bulk of them were. With real pride, and they feel, I don't know what happened. I voted, I want to support this president, and we're not getting any answers. And Biden was basically nowhere, and the guy's being driven out of office. And people are mad, and people are frustrated. And then of hundreds of thousands of people, you probably had about 300 of that. Three to 500,000 people. Three hundred. We're a different group. And I want to be very clear. Listen, I don't relate. If I was at an event and I saw a guy wearing a Camp Auschwitz shirt, he's not with me. He is not. And I don't want anything to never mind. I'm on the Rhode Island, the board of the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel. I don't want anything to do with someone like that. I don't get the whole Confederate flag thing. That is a Southern thing that that means like rebel or whatever. I don't get that. When I see that Confederate flag, granted, you think a Duke's a hazard, but Listen, that's the Confederate flag. It means if you grow up in the South, it means one thing. But let's face it, for us around here, I mean, that just you you think of I I understand why it is a um, it is such a symbol of uh, I I, I, that is a, a thing of the South. So for someone to be walking around inside the Capitol with the Confederate flag, there's nothing good about that image. You know, and I condemned a lot of the QAnon people that were there, that were talking about. I was arguing with people on Twitter that were saying that Pence needed to face charges. Pence was a traitor, and I don't believe any of that stuff. But I blame like, and I don't know about General Flynn. He was there, but the Linwood and the QAnon people that have been putting this forward and all this other stuff, I don't, I don't agree with it. I've condemned it. But what I, but make no mistake about it, they're trying to make an example of the Trump people. Do you know that there's talk at the Rhode Island State House with some progressives? They want to put a ban that there should never again be a Trump rally in Rhode Island. Do you think that's an accident? I was at the Trump boat parade in August. Okay, there were 1,000 people on the water. There were 3,000 people at Colt State Park. And there were 2,000 people at Rocky Point. I was at Rocky Point. 7,000 people came out on a Sunday with five days' notice, and those Trump parades were everywhere, and the car caravans and everything. And then there was another Trump gathering, I don't remember anymore. Was it Labor Day? And there were another 2,000 there. And then we had the rally at the State House. When's the last time the Republicans had a rally at the Rhode Island State House? Republicans now and had over 1,000 people at the Rhode Island State House. Never, never. If the Republicans of Rhode Island have a gathering at the State House, and they get more than 50 people, that's like over the moon. If they tried to have a Biden rally, you know, they tried to have one, and they found like 20 people were going to go, so then they didn't even have it. But my point is, don't think in any way that this is an accident. Don't think that somehow... Uh, All of this stuff that they're, you know, they're using all of this to try to set an example uh, with what's involved here. Where they are right now, uh, I'm also saying this is uh, coming out. So President Trump will leave Washington on Wednesday morning before the inauguration. So before the inauguration and the president will be going to Florida. So that's official. I know some of you have been saying You still think he's going to get a second term? Um, Jim Comey has come out and said Biden should consider pardoning President Trump. That would be very interesting. Uh, But the president, this is official now. Some people say it's false. But apparently the White House is saying he's going to leave Washington on Wednesday morning to uh, head to Florida where he'll be at Mar-a-Lago. But make no mistake, folks, this they are using this opportunity. Did did you ever this past summer, just in Rhode Island, you had over 100 people arrested, over 100 people arrested at all these protests. Did you ever hear anyone use the term domestic terrorists when they would go on the highway and block 95? Did anyone use the term domestic terrorists when they were at the Rhode Island Statehouse? And they were ready to fight the National Guard. And Governor Amundo was the one. Granted no mask. But she's the one that showed up at the State House. And really diffused a lot of the tension. And because there were people that were ready to fight the Guard and storm it. How about the night of the riot at Providence Place Mall? When you had an elected official who was there. Did you hear anyone call them domestic terrorists? How about when they would go up and terrorize Federal Hill? You know, yesterday... When they had the protest in um, in Providence, so the the person who uh, was acting as the spokesperson, I played some of the sound last hour. Her name is Brooklyn Toussaint. She was at the riot. She was right there. You can see her on footage when they're burning the cruiser that the FBI investigated outside the Providence Place Mall. <clears throat> Do you hear anyone in the media ask her about that? Zero. Nothing. It's so biased in one way. This portion of the John DiPietro Show, I want to remind you, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. Now, if someone hits your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, Kenny Patricia, 272-3340. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. If you're ever in an accident, the first thing you need to do is call 911 and get fill out a police report. Secondly, if you can drive your vehicle, drive your vehicle over to West Fountain and let them check it out. And there's a lot of paperwork and sometimes the insurance company won't pay for things. Let them deal with it. That's what they do. Now, if you can't drive your vehicle because it's so badly damaged, what I'd want you to do Is tell the tow truck operator that shows up, bring this vehicle to West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 272-3340, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Folks, this portion of the John DiPietro Show is brought by competition shooting supplies. Who knows where things are going? Those progressives, they feel empowered. They want to label all of us domestic terrorists. They want to label all of us that we're evil. If you're a Trump supporter. Inf- you're, you're evil. You're a domestic terrorist. We need to take away your weapons. Folks, you need to visit competition shooting supplies. Stop in and see John Francis, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket, firearms, ammunition, accessories. The defender of the faith is competition shooting supplies. If you have a weapon and you don't need it and you'd like to get some cash, he'll buy it off you or you can sell it on consignment. 727-1716, competition shooting supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Now, I'll say this. What is so terrible about what happened. At the Capitol, the incident at the Capitol is if the people had not gone inside, if that had not happened, that would have been such a tremendous day for President Trump to be able to summon his supporters and come into Washington and have a huge display outside the capitals with all the flags and everything. Because here's here's the thing. Biden never could have pulled that off. The Democrats, they don't like when we rally. They don't like when you rally. They don't like when they see this guy can get hundreds of thousands of people like that. Drop of a hat on a Wednesday in January. This isn't July, right? This isn't August on a Friday night. You're talking 11 o'clock. There were people there at six o'clock in the morning. And it was cold in Washington, by the way, 11 o'clock for a 12 o'clock speech marching over to the Capitol. They want to they want to nip that in the butt as soon as possible because they can't do it. Now, they want to make it that you're going to think long and hard before you go to if there was some kind of a Trump gathering or a, a Republican gathering. They don't want that to happen. You know, this past summer. There were some people that whenever there was going to be a gathering, if they were told that Black Lives Matter was going to go and counter protest, they wouldn't go. They were so afraid of Black Lives Matter. It's it's a fact. It's true. The worst were these group of people called Rhode Islanders Against Quarantine, afraid of their own shadow. If anyone mentioned that BLM might be within one mile of where they were going to be, they wouldn't go. They are so afraid of their own shadow. But keep in mind... What they want, the Democrat Party, Cicilline, what they re- all the progressives, AOC, what they want is if you were to hear there's going to be a rally, that you're afraid to go. Nope, there's going to be violence. You know, it's really amazing. People, the Trump people, and, and not all Trump people, but a lot of people were afraid to go for fear that Black Lives Matter would show up because they represented violence. And you saw it that when they had the gathering at Ann and Hope. I don't even know if you can. Can you say the phrase stop the S-T-E-A-L anymore? Can you even say that anymore? My God, they're, they're making these phrases as if they're now like obscene phrases. But anyhow, there was a guy that went across the street to get a coffee, and he was alone, and you can't be alone with them. And they surrounded him, and then they get up close to him, and they have miners that are there, and then they, they try to have the miners incite him. And then he's trying to, like, get away from me, and he goes like that, and he accidentally hits someone. And, oh, you know, they're like an accident victim, like somebody that comes out of the car. You hit them, and suddenly they have the neck, neck brace on. And he was arrested. Now, he'll get out of it. It'll probably be dropped. But prior to that, there had never been an arrest of a Trump supporter. But that's not what they want. They, this is all being done now as a deterrent. They don't want you going to anything. And what happened um, yesterday in Providence with that protest, first of all, when you have 12 people, is that really a protest? And I don't know what intelligence the Providence police were going on, but they actually blocked off a street. Do you know school was let out early in Providence yesterday? School was let out early because they thought that students were going to go to the protest. There were 15 people there. There were maybe, maybe five students. No one gets asked questions like, hey, where is everybody? If everyone agrees with you, where's the crowd? Ten adults, member of the Narragansett Indian tribe, a domestic terrorist, a professional protester, the father of Jamal, Mark Gonzalez. You know why? Because he said, I want a peaceful protest. And what happened? Fifteen people showed up. Why? Because most of them have no interest in a peaceful protest. If they said we're all going to gather in front of them mall and it's going to be violent, place would have been packed at night. No one calls them out on that. No one in the media called out some of the protesters yesterday to say, you know, you were saying that that province police officer, that he hit that Jamal Gonzalez. And now when they did a reconstruction, it turns out he didn't hit them. You had protesters there calling the police officers involved a murderer. None of it true. None of it true. You know, I want to play, folks. Um, How about the fact that Twitter and Facebook have seen the value of their two companies since they kicked President Trump off? The value of their companies has gone down combined $54 billion. You know what they don't get is he was the draw. People weren't on Twitter and Facebook because they just like it. They were there because he was there. President Trump made Twitter. He made it. That was his way to communicate with his people. They took it off. Does that mean that people don't want to hear from him anymore? No, it doesn't mean that. You know, they made him like Howard Stern with commercial radio. But I come back to this cut. You know, they are so afraid of him. They're still afraid of him. They don't want him to run in 2024. They want to scare you away from him. You know, I'm not afraid. I'll still play. This is when he was in such rare form.
1: This is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election.
0: (laughs) I love that. Frankly... We did win this election. Well, they framed it now that if you want to bring up, and I'm already hearing it. You know, I'm hearing from people. um, You know, don't even think about questioning the Rhode Island, how people voted or anything. If you question that, you're a white supremacist. If you question Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia about the fact that there were non-notarized mail ballots, with these unsolicited mail ballots that went out, and we're supposed to believe, as she called it, the perfect election. You're supposed to believe. If you question her, about five hundred and twenty thousand votes cast, largest ever, beat the record by Obama by fifty thousand votes in a during a pandemic, with no big local race. No mayor of Providence race that would draw people out. No race for governor that would get people out. No Senate race that would get people. No major local race that wasn't. The big race was that. And then President Trump got forty percent. If you bring that up, you better be prepared. You are. You, you're an insurrectionist. You're a white supremacist. You're a see. This is all by design. They don't want you questioning anything. We know they certainly don't want me questioning anything. You know, I uh, spoke to someone who deals with the progressives and learned that a number of the progressives at the state house were saying to them, are you sure DePetro wasn't down at the Capitol <laughs> trying to, like, drag me in on that? No, I was not. I wish I was there. I wish I had gone. I wish I had covered it. Um And I would have done a great job covering it. No, because of logistics, I've already said that. And there were a number of different factors that played in um, that I, I did not. And I wish I had been there because I would have shown that the majority of the people were peaceful. I would have demonstrated and shown there were a lot of people there. There's a lot of journalists there now that are afraid to say there's a woman. I shared her video on Facebook and she was outside And I think she even works for, not an NPR, but like a progressive organization like that. And she said as she was outside, she had no idea what was going on inside. She had no idea what was going on inside. Because if you were down along the grounds, there were so many people that it was way up there and the capital of such an enormous structure. That there were plenty of people that are there that had no idea that was going on. And last night, and they had him on CNN, by the way. There is someone they arrested who was. Uh, he's an anti-government Black Lives Matter type of protester. And he was even on CNN last night, John Sullivan. And he was inside. No, I didn't see him really breaking the law other than trespassing by going inside. But all of this notion of there was no member of Black Lives Matter or Antifa inside. um, The guy was on CNN last night and they were treating him as a correspondent. So, And he had someone else On with him. But right away, now notice they don't want to go after that. And the reason I mention that is because in Rhode Island, as many of you know, people wanted that representative, they want him to resign simply because he tweeted out the fact that he tweeted out that he thought that there were some other groups that were inside the, uh, the Capitol. On January 6th when that was, you know, not the case. So, and they were definitely, they were definitely celebrating that they got inside and he was celebrating that he got inside and all the people that were there, they kind of couldn't believe that it actually got in. So this is him on last night with uh, Anderson Breaking Cooper, the I believe. Once they broke through the glass, they were using like flag and whatever they had uh, to kind of bash through the windows. Uh, the On the right-hand side, this lady was able to like make her way
1: all the way through the window. All we see is, uh, these guns come out, uh, the doorways, just guns. And all you can see is their hand. That's it. You can see faces. And right when I saw that, I was yelling to people. I was like, guys, there's guns, there's guns. You don't want to go through there. Like, they were you know, like, they were going to shoot, like not just like hold it there and, and, and run away. They, they were literally going to shoot to kill the second that she climbed through the window she got shot like right in the neck area fell backwards and i just remember like the sense of shock and saw that somebody just died and didn't not need to die because she didn't have a weapon she wasn't
0: being violent in any way we just let police officers through we weren't trying to hurt anybody at that moment in time so what so i can tell it I, was it a, a police officer who shot her yes it, I don't know if it was police or a private security guard. I couldn't see what they were wearing. I Capital only assume, security. assume it would have been
1: police based on everything that we've met. Well, up they, were
0: the so they were on the other side of the glass. we in an area that protesters were trying to get, or, or rioters were trying to get into? Is that what you're basing it on? I mean, it was it an area that, you know, some of these riders had already were already inside of? No. Or was it an area they were trying to get well, into listen to where that. shot came from? I'll t- explain that. So it was an area that was completely... Yeah, the area that was completely blocked off. They had chairs up against the doorway, like tables, so people couldn't get in. So no one has been in there. Okay. Um, obviously- do you hear why Anderson Cooper is disappointed There is because he wanted to say, Anderson Cooper is trying to say, that it was actually uh, protesters that shot and killed her. Do you hear why he was so disappointed? How do you know that? No, I've seen the video. I've seen it over ten times. He's yelling, gun, gun. The famous picture where they're up there and you see them and they have guns out, one of them ended up shooting her. Okay, now they believe, from what I understand, they believe she had explosives in her backpack. She didn't. But they were operating on that information that somebody had explosives in her backpack and they shot and killed her. But do you hear how quickly Anderson Cooper, wait a minute, how how do you know that? Maybe it was a Trump supporter that shot her. He got all excited there. Now, let me play this a part one to this where they have um first have a on. Here we go. Two people who were there join us now a documentary a filmmaker uh, Jade Sacker and left wing activist John Sullivan. Uh, John you filmed this moment on Left wing
1: activist describe what happened.
0: Yeah, so Hold on. I may have a clearer Do I have a uh, the, I thought there's a clearer uh, connection on this, but that's our right. just kind of storm to get into the chamber we tried to get into like a uh,
1: the main entrance right when you walk down the hallway. Uh, but that being said, nobody was able to get in because there's two guards refusing to move. Um, people there were not really wanting to hurt uh, the police. So like they went down uh, Hear that? a different uh, alleyway. They
0: went to nobody wanted to uh, hurt the, the police
1: the chambers and then uh, took a ride down the hallway that en- entered into that glass window that you see. Um, there were two. There were about like four or five police officers right at the forefront, and I remember just coming up and seeing one of them like crying, saying they want to go home to their kids, and like one of the We were just like, yeah, one of the police officers. It was kind of like a seen out. You know, all he sees is like thousands of these protesters like kind of merge on on them yelling. Thing. Let us in here. Let us in here. We're not trying to hurt you. Um, I ended up like talking to a few of them. They were telling said, them can, to stand like, down. To make a pass for you to get through. By no means am I there on
0: on uh, uh, the, the the Trump side or the MAGA side, but I don't want to like see people get hurt unnecessarily, uh, especially when like there should be a, a better way to go about it. So I I, I uh, allowed. I told everybody just let them through. They're willing to go peacefully. And just put down, their arms he was telling that to the police. I've watched his video. So how,
1: uh, how was this lady shot? I mean, she she was in go, trying to get through the door, and was it? Did you see who
0: shot her? Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, so you know that is Anderson Cooper, who of course is like clueless on the whole thing. Now, folks, again, I watched this guy's film, and his name is John Sullivan, and. People are identifying him as, see, there was a Black Lives Matter activist in there. I didn't see him. He's filming the entire time doing a live, uh, he's filming. He wasn't doing a live stream. He was filming because they had cut off, I think, Wi-Fi connection at that time. Or I, I don't know exactly what happened. But anyhow, he's just filming. He doesn't break anything. He doesn't hit anybody. He didn't do anything. All these people are sending, see, there was a Black Lives Matter person. In there, they, who was, he's, he's more like an activist. He even started his own organization. I'm not defending the guy. But he was there just filming and he got arrested for trespassing being inside. But there's no he was saying, you know, let's burn this stuff down. That's true. But a lot of people are chanting. It's they're going crazy. As I would say, it's almost like the bleachers at Fenway or, you know, uh, upper deck or a certain section of Gillette or something like that. He was. But he he didn't outside of going inside to document what was going on, what he just described was accurate. And he was talking to the police saying, you don't understand, there's thousands of people coming. And a lot of the, the, uh, the MAGA people, a lot of the Trump people were telling the police, hey, listen, we, we're on your side, stand down. We just want to go into the vote and see what's going on. Now, listen, I'm not trying to be naive. There were people that were angry, angry. And the police were even thrown at how angry people are, but people are angry and the way people were treated and the way that we can't get any answers on this thing. And it is, I think, going to get worse. I, I don't think there's going to anything is going to happen over this weekend. I just don't. I don't think anything is going to happen. As I have told you, I think um, what happened was some of the groups and people that did do damage. And and there were people that they showed up with mace, and they were macing the guards. I didn't realize. I found out this morning that some people had stun guns. They were using the stun guns on the guards. I mean, there was a small faction of people that certainly went with the idea of doing destruction. No question. And you know what? They should be held accountable. But you can't lump everybody in. And that's what they're trying to do. They don't, they, they want it to be that there'll never be another Trump gathering. They want it to be that you don't want to vote for another anyone that runs, they're gonna then condemn and bring up January 6th. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by R. E. Coogan and Heating. Coogie, call them today. 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating, located 125 Dewey Avenue in Providence. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable, plumbing, heating, and cooling. Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. I want to just check. We're getting more details, I believe, on this, um, the murder in Lincoln. Timothy McQueston arraigned. Um, let's see, the, the both suffered blunt force trauma injuries found in the Main Street apartment in Lincoln yesterday. Prosecutors say McQuesten called 911 that afternoon of the Watch News saying he was depressed. When police searched his apartment, they found blood on his shows, shoes and a tracksuit covered in blood. He later admitted to police he's the one who killed the Dupree's. All right. He made the mistake of telling In court, we learned... Now, this is a reporter of Channel 6. He made the mistake of telling police he was depressed about the murder before it had been publicly deemed a murder. Well, why he made the mistake of telling police? Why is that a mistake? I don't think that should be described. Again, I'm not going to go after the reporter. The the reporting yesterday on what happened with the protests was just so... That was so one-sided. And I, I understand that um that the police didn't want to comment on the protest right the police didn't want to comment on the protest or anything to do with the jamal Gonzalez situation but at the same time then they allow these protesters yesterday to go out and just make all these outrageous claims about police brutality and everything else that is going on now i also want to play um Am I saying Nancy Pelosi weeps, breaks down in tears as she says there was an assault on the democracy? Well, how how would you describe, you know, this crowd, how would you describe with what happened with with the election? Can we even talk about that? Can we even talk about the fact of of the fact that people have no trust right now? Um. With with the election system, and and it, by the way, and it has nothing to do with President Trump. You know, there were, there are people that are trying to expose what happened. You can't get any evidence. The media is ridiculously uncurious about how the vote total went. Uh, th- this is a plan to what they want to do over the next. Uh, seven days is dismantle the Republican Party permanently, dismantle it. And if you're thinking of saying that you're a member of the Republican Party, you're the Trump or Trump supporter, you better think twice. Because they are going to point you out to be you're an insurrectionist, you're a white supremacist, you're having that thrown out yesterday. Really, really disgraceful. Folks, this portion of the program at John DePietro Show on this Friday is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now remember, if you have an appliance that's dying, just call Ryan. 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. I have had Ryan has been to my home. He's fixed our uh, oven. He fixed our microwave. He fixed our dryer. Maybe you have have a problem with your washing machine or dryer. Dryers can uh, cause a problem. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days. Parts and labor and senior citizens discounts are available find them on facebook if your appliance is dying just call ryan ryan's appliance repair 401 710 7096 it's john de on this friday you know next hour i am going to talk about the local protests a little bit but folks again um just to uh, once again let you know what i i think um what they're doing to the president at this point i think it's just rotten Uh, 120 hours left, says the Drudge Report. 29% approval rating. Well, I don't think it's like that uh, in the Republican Party. I don't. I'm also seeing, how about Andrew Yang, who wants to run for mayor of New York? He's proposing basic income for New York City. Folks, this is socialism. There are different parts of the country that want to start to experiment with socialism. And what no one wants to talk about is... Why should you have to work to support people who, quote, choose not to work? Basic income robs people of their incentive. Basic income, that's going to be people who just decide, I'm not going to work. I don't want to work. I don't want to work hard. I don't want to be part of the system. It's not healthy. There's nothing mentally healthy about that. When people start doing that, you're going to destroy if you're an employer, how do you get someone to come take a job if they can make just as much by staying at home? This is dangerous what we're going into. But what these people need to understand is why should you have to pay for it? Why should I have to pay for it? All these progressive ideas, whether it be Andrew Yang in New York City or whether it be AOC or all the progressives up on Smith Hill in the Rhode Island State House. If you're listening right now and you're in Cumberland and Lincoln, wherever you're listening to this program. Why should you work to pay for the people in Providence and Pawtucket and Central Falls and other? Why should you work to pay that they don't want that they just choose not to work? Why would we why do you have to do that? Why do you have to pay for all these different ideas that they have? So this whole business, basic income and they talk about they were saying using yesterday, that um, Jamal, um, Jamal gonzales they're now starting to use the word his family deserves reparate reparations. Where is all this leading? You know, this is why some people I, I'm i I'm telling you, folks, there are some people that want to break off from the United States. But I, it, in all the, the, the suburbs, why should you pay for people that don't want to work? Basic income. Let's just stay in Rhode Island. There are people in Providence that don't want to work. They don't want a job and they want you to pay for it. So I understand people saying, why should all of us in the suburbs pay for all these failed experimental uh, progressive policies that they have in the inner city? Why should we pay for it? Imagine what your community would look like if you didn't have to pay for it. All right, it's 1259 on this Friday. It's John DePietro, folks. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, Depetro.com. Again, we'll get an update now on the 1 o'clock news. The latest now is President Trump will be leaving uh, the next Wednesday morning. He's going to go to Florida. Or at least that's what they're saying. That is the latest. A lot more next hour. I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of the protesters that were there yesterday that are not being held to account. I thought it was very unbalanced.